other than me. You and yeah, Sid, like, like, you feel me? I mean, and, and we've never had the opportunity to really, like, like, nurture that, bro. Uh, yeah. You said you, you 20 what? Three. Three. I'm the youngest. You the youngest. Other, other, other grandchildren. I'm the youngest until, like, yeah, the great or, grandchildren. Or, 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 no, you the youngest <coughs> of the, because we first cousins. Yeah, all the first cousins, everybody, yeah. I'm the youngest, bro. I'm the, even my siblings, bro. I'm the youngest, bro. Interesting. I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. You younger than Mikey? You younger than... I what? just turned 23, like, four months ago, bro. Well, five months ago. Mmm. You feel me? So, like, I think my my situation a little different because, like, by me being the youngest of the first cousins, especially, like, in this... Like, by me being Gen Z, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the black sheep, bro. Mm. And, like, life is starting to... <clears throat> like, I didn't have a paradigm shift until like a few years ago. Now I was 19, 20. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like most people don't get that paradigm shift until like older 20s, maybe 30s. But like, bro, like I I remember my 19th the Christmas on 2019, bro, I was asking for books. You feel me? Like I was trying to like, that's when I, I really, but yeah, bro, I, could, I, I know I'm gonna give you sure. some books. I'm going to give you some books. Yeah, too. I got a whole, I'm going to give you a couple books. <clears throat> I got a whole library in my room. You know, books is gold. You know, yeah. they used to be, you know, bartered as gold and like you know you had to go to Timbuktu and you had to learn for like you had to study under them well uh, Jesus was gone for how many years that's the amount of years that you had to go to Timbuktu I forgot how many years it's like his, his most it's his teenage years right the Bible they follow him as a kid and then from him being a kid and we come back and he's like 32 when he comes back or 28 or some some shit like that like and you leave it to our parents to know the fucking real shit but he came back as a man he came back as an adult and in Timbuktu bro you had to go do your tutelage in northern Africa and the like the Greeks all of them Socrates Plato all them niggas went away for a long extended period of time because you had to it was just like college like you had to work as a novice and then they had to you had to gain trust because the people that were writing were writing in Arabic and this is um, so what is Greek? This is BC, uh, let's say a thousand years BC. We got Cleopatra, um, fucking what Mark Antony or uh, you know Julius Caesar. It's, it's this time, it's this around this time, and a thousand years before that. So two thousand years before Christ, so zero negative two thousand. Everybody was getting their education from Africa, bro. Everybody had to travel southward to be considered a scholar or to be considered like this brilliant so that's why all the mathematics and all that other stuff you know africa is the biggest ghostwriter ever right um so i got some books i got some books i'd love to show you what's the what would you say you most actually let me do this i'm gonna put on this water please introduce everybody hey how how y'all doing uh welcome to the particle sons podcast oh I'm, i'm i'm preaching this mic is amazing Welcome to the Particle Sons Podcast. This is episode 60, I believe. That's a wonderful number. Very dope. Very dope to have you guess. It's episode on. 60, and your address is uh, 646. Yeah. So I was thinking, I'm like, damn, I keep seeing sixes. But you know, uh, 666 is actually a good number. Yeah. That's the, you know why? Uh, yeah, because it's the, uh, it's the breakdown of melanin. Six protons, six neutrons, six electrons. It's also a chemical element. You yeah. know what it is? 
Educate. Carbon, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carbon, yeah. all right? And so carbon in everything. And carbon's in everything. Carbon yeah. makes up everything. Not only is 666 that, bro, but also 639, these are the prime numbers. Nikola Tesla said, uh, for those on the podcast, I'm getting on and some real crazy the, shit. Uh, the, the Fibonacci. What is that? Um, is, there's a Fibonacci theory, mm. uh, and it's three sixes, nines. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Nikola Tesla said that if we understood nine, we would understand the universe. Like we would understand how the universe works. So um, nine, uh, you know, some of these are prime numbers, but let's do um, uh, Nikola Tesla's thing is one. One plus one is what? Two. Two plus two is what? Four. Four plus four? Eight. Eight plus eight? Sixteen. Sixteen. One plus six? Seven. Seven plus seven? Fourteen. Fourteen. One plus four? Five. Uh, four. Five. Nah. Wait. Five plus five? Ten. Ten. We get back to one. All right, so that's how it goes when you add. That's the, uh-oh, excuse me. That's the normal progression of things, and then it goes back down. The only number you can't make, three. Three plus three is? Nine. Six. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Six. Those interchange. Six plus six is 12. One plus two, it goes back to three. So they go back and forth. Nine is the only number. You can get six, uh, six and three, get nine. You can do three times three, nine. But like you can do five, like like nine is the is the number that like you can't add two numbers to get to whatsoever. It don't matter like like you can't, bro. Get your calculator. Um, do uh, nine thousand three hundred and sixty three. Divided by nine. Okay. One plus four, five. Oh, no, 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 no. What's the trick? Um, oh, eight. Nine times nine, 81. Eight plus one, right? Nine times, oh, nine times anything. Five, seven, mm -hmm. um, 10, 11, 12, shit. 10, 11, 12, 13, 6, 19, 19 plus 8, 27, 7 plus 2, 9. Mm. Do you feel me? So yeah. 9, anything times 9, you always get back to 9. You always come back. So I don't know why I wanted to introduce that. But 60, that's why I wanted to say it. Because 6, 6, 0, we go back. Six is the, 60 is divisible by 9. Anyway, we'll find out. Welcome, everybody, to episode 60 of the podcast. My name is Mr. Spread Love, and I have a guest on the podcast. I told you all that I would be bringing folk by. Um, and this is an awesome pull-up. Um, and I'm going to let them tell, tell why. But you all, my cousin, all right, my first cousin, my baby cousin, unfortunately, I must say, even though the man is much, much taller than me, um, <laughs> Logan Newman, y'all. Give it up for him. <sighs> Logan Newman for the three, bro. Yeah, when that I tell was you, so dope. Nigga, that was so dope. I was like, damn, bro. When I heard that shit for the first time, I was like, man, maybe like you ever. Like, I, I felt like in your career path when you're when you start actually following your purpose, 
you start to see things along the line. Cause we get so worked up in like just working, bro. Like, nigga, I've been doing two days all last month. Bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And like, I'm so used to working to where I actually don't get time to, and that's the thing about being the athlete, bro. Like, you don't never get time to sit and soak in the shit that you do good because you're always trying to get better. Yeah. It's like a constant, constant, like, I could have had 50 today, bro, and it was but still something. Like, I'm like, bro, something I got to do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's beautiful, and that's a beautiful intro. So I want you to go ahead and uh, tell the people about yourself. I'm going to start this water. You tell the people about yourself real quick. Yeah, what's good, people? Um, I am Lance Newman's first cousin, Logan Newman. Uh, I am a Detroiter as well. I grew up with them. I'm significantly younger. I'm the baby out of all the first cousins, which is crazy that we just talked about. But um, I'm 23 years old, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, East Side. You feel me? What up, though? Um, professional athlete, philanthropist, um, business owner, entrepreneur, you name it, day trader, public speaker. Um, it's, it's a lot under my belt that I've done, but um, I'm definitely, definitely happy to be here. Just this this whole experience. I had a game today that we played. Unfortunately, we didn't get the dub. So, you know, things happen. But I had a game in Louisville. And once I found out I had a game in Louisville, like the first person I hit up before I even told my mom about it was Lance. Because, like, this is this is my guy. Um, and we was just talking about this. I'm like, bro, you like, you was like, you and Sydney. <clears throat> and it's funny because I call Sydney my twin because, like, we, it felt like brother and sister mm-hmm. when we hung out, but it's been so long, man. And I'm glad that now, at our age, even though we're we're young, but we're old, young. Yeah, right, 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 um, <laughs> right, 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 right. We're like right, right. we're we're seasoned, like we're we're right into that cusp before like real adulthood. Yeah, um, I we, think it's interesting about the paradigm shift that you was talking about and how like. You got that at, you said, 19, 20? Yeah, I was 19. I would say I was definitely 19. Like, I feel like just some had to shape. What was, I was about to say, what was that paradigm shift? Like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, so, and for those listening, I feel like our listeners know, but if you don't know, a paradigm is like, you know, a scene or a, a reality, a reality. And paradigm shifting speaks to a shifting in reality. So, like, what was the reality that shifted for you? I did everything right when happy. Mm. Like, Man, I went to, um, I graduated 2017 from Cody, no comments. Mm. Went to, played at Saginaw my first year. Went to Ferris my second year. Got my degree, got my associates. Mm-hmm. Uh, came home, got a good job doing data IT at DTE. Mm. North America's number one energy company. Had yeah. a corporate job, you know what I'm saying? Had the corner office, 19 years old, had my degree. And shit was not like, I was just like, damn, bro, 40 years of this? I'm like, shit, I'm going to do something. I'm not saying, because <clears throat> I still work a nine to five now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a nine to five. You know, that's how that's how nonprofit work is sometimes. Yeah. It, it, it could be uppity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bro, I went happy. And I honestly just like linked it to the, me not being happy mm-hmm. and linked out of it. I think a lot of times when, we're, when we go through life exactly how we're supposed to be programmed and planned out for us to be, we get to a point within our careers. Are you making your tea? I'm making water. For what? Um, uh, for hot chocolate. <laughs> Where's the hot chocolate? We got some. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Are you making um? Nope, I'm recording a podcast though. 
Bye. I will see you later. Okay. I will. Okay. Look pretty. Okay. Okay. You got to, man. You said what? Was it? Was it. You got to. Got to what? Go out. We'll see. I ain't got to do shit. <laughs> Please know that. That's one paradigm that shifted for me uh, when I was I younger. I control the things. And, and, you know, it's not a, it's a boundaries thing, bro. Like, and even if your boundaries come from trauma, like if you got boundaries that shouldn't really be there, which I've worked with um, Latoya through a lot of them, which is great. Because um, I get anxiety real bad, bro. And I'm not, like if I'm not the center of everybody's attention, as in like performing, I don't like being in the crowd. I don't like having the small talk. I don't like having these like embarrassing moments. I mean, I feel like I'm an empath and I often feel like I can hear people's thoughts and not that they're thinking about me, just what they're thinking about, I don't care about. And I often like, just wanna be alone. I like, I like my solitude, bro. So like, if I'm not performing or I'm not there supporting somebody specifically, uh, chances are I'm not gonna stay long. You can you can bet that Lance is going to be exactly thirty minutes and then he's out. Um, hey, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I'm the same way. The working in the nonprofit sector has really showed me a like, uh, like. See, that's I what I wanted to talk to you about too. I've been having to go show face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been having to go show face a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like I might pop up um, at a a town hall for the mayor or something. Go show face, city council meeting, go show face, in and out. And I want to say that I'm not gonna say the group you with, but I feel like I did work with them, bro. So like, and I'll say the I'll say the name I did work with. Um, so Cities United. Have you heard of these folks? Cities United. City United sound familiar. Okay, and then Cities United has the brother. So what's your organization? Life Leaders. That's the one I work with primarily, and we. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, but we work with a lot of the work I do is just primarily with Detroit youth. Um, there's an opportunity gap mm-hmm. in Detroit that's mm-hmm. extremely bad for our youth, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it's some, it's a lot of shit out there, and there's just no way of connecting the resource to the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no, there's no pipelines, there's no on ramps, there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's just a lot of scattered cluster spaces and a lot of different opportunities like even um case of point like the Detroit Promise man everybody don't know about that shit yeah right and like that's free education mm. and that's not average education that's a a good education you know you go into an actual college university you know yeah. what I'm saying depending on if you qualify for it you will be able to get free education mm. you can go to school if you if you graduate from any DPS school well, I believe at 3.5 3.6 or something or mm. higher and uh, I, I don't know what the SAT score, but you get four years tuition paid to a Michigan university. Did not know that. Yeah. That's crazy. And, like, even shit like that, man. It's, wow. There's so many different opportunities out here, bro. But we just don't have any connectors to, like, bring people to the opportunity, bring the opportunity to them. So, like, that's what a lot of the work that I do. Like, I mean, I'm, why do you think that? Like, or not, well, like, you're right. Don't get me wrong. And I want you just to speak more about that because... My experience is the same thing, bro, where I, so, you know, I have a nonprofit that I'm, I run. I'm the executive director of Young Poets of Louisville. Um, <clears throat> we create poetry platforms and poetry programs for 13 to 19 year olds, whether it be them wanting to start an open mic in the community or at their school, 
you know, we fund and do all this other stuff. Where we used to, COVID really put a dent in a lot of shit. Like, Facts. Like but that's dope, though. That's yeah, dope. right, right. It's just something. Um, it was created by a high school student, uh, Mackenzie Berry. Shout out Mackenzie. Um, she was a junior in high school and created a nonprofit for poetry. And she came to me about using my curriculum for the teaching aspect of it. So like, and more stuff. So I ended up becoming the executive director. And when you talk about getting people, like we have such a problem with telling people about our programming. One, we don't have, again, let me talk pre-COVID. Cause pre-COVID we was cracking. We had our Young Ambassador program, where we had seven different ambassadors at seven different schools, all creating a different uh, poetry-based project, whether it was like releasing a book or having an open mic or having a slam, and then and paid them to facilitate this. But when we had program cracking, we had Facebook advertisements mm. that was bringing folk. Word of mouth was really bringing folk. But like most importantly was our original uh, creator the like it was her she was literally just i'm talking email blasts like social media handling like out going to every single little thing having her table you know, set up, was up you know advertising you know it, yeah. but i'm saying the will like the mm. the desire to the hunger for like i believe in this program so much that i'm gonna make sure people know about it that was there do you think that that's not necessary and not necessarily your thing specifically but nonprofits as a whole, what do you think the barrier is from them getting their programming to the people that need it? One, it's always funded, unfortunately. Man, boy, um, I swear to God. That shit, man, That's let me real, tell y'all something, bro, about nonprofits. Man, nonprofits need more money than all these public and private sector companies, bro. They, nonprofits are the ones who should be getting that money, who should be getting majority of, because the, the work that our city agencies, our local governments, um, our things that are put in place that are here now, they're not doing the job. So that's why nonprofits are put in place to, to your point, well, to, to draw a comparison, you have the, the young poets. So I sit on the board for a debate team called the Umoja Debate Team. I know nice. you've you yeah, seen okay. post about Yeah, I've seen you post about it. So Dope. we work in four different schools throughout, throughout Detroit, which is, um, Bethune Middle School, Paul Roberson, Blackwell Middle School, and um, John R. King. That's f- and we currently have like 30 kids, 30 to 50 kids actively in debate right now. But oh, that's fire. The, the, oh, the that's thing so fire. is, we're teaching debate because debate is a vehicle that we're using right. for critical thinking, right? conflict resolution, yep. and articulation of thoughts. Yeah. And Love it through, and people don't realize like we don't realize how important that is yep. because imagine me and you get into it, bro. All we know is fight and shoot, bro. All I want to do is kill you. How about we just can we debate this shit? You remember, you know how you know why barbershops and the, and the basketball court and that that shit so so popping and it's so. It's so comforting, especially for us black men, is because that, those are spaces where we can have like real authentic conversations and debates yeah. and like shit don't go up. That's real. You know, I love going to the barbershop and talking about anything. Yeah. Like, but we're actually like sifting. So trying to teach that to our youth to use that as the new vehicle for fighting. Like mm-hmm. that's the new fighting. 
You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Like, that's how we're going to fight. That's how we're going to shoot. That's how we're going. Because that's how we do it anyway, right? Like, the the for the most part, I would say the individual is logical. Like, the individual is going to argue with you, bring up facts, try to have this, like, um, ooh, I wonder, though, is there an intellectual barrier to that, right? So it's like the people that fight, people use their fists when they don't have words, right? People use their actions when they have no words to really describe what they feeling or voice what they're going through. For instance, me and Latoya, we work well because I'm very emotionally intelligent to where <coughs> I'm going to be like, I'm upset. This is why I'm upset. This is why that why is important to me. And, you know, this is what I think can be changed. Or And then she'll do her debate and have her thing and we'll have a conversation. We can have conversations without it blowing up to some you know, I'm just not talking to you. And also, I'm persistent. I'm, I'm, I'm very much so, we about to talk. Like, what's yeah. the problem? Like, what's the problem? So, I think that's really interesting. I love debate. It's so funny. So, I come from the spoken word world, and a lot of speech and debate kids are spoken word poets. Word? Bro, it's crazy. It don't, ma- mm-hmm. it don't make sense how many speech and debate kids go into the spoken word world. Because, it makes sense why it's a correlation. I mean, yeah. what, what is it? What's, what's, the, what's the debate time? Right, I think it varies, but I think yeah, it's like a five it, minutes. Time, you got like, yeah, it's time. It's like, like I believe minutes. it's like ours is like three, three and a half minutes, something like that. But we go by like the actual, um, like national rules and standards and shit. So, right, right. So yeah. same thing with poetry in that you got three minutes with a ten second grace period to say your poem. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's very debate style, like yeah. slams. If you ever go to one, I'm gonna have to take you one, but they're very like debate. It's really cool how people come it's up just, with their things. The the poetry is just our flavor. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's just our flavor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that flavor that you can't get nowhere else unless you got that uh that triple six melanated. Come on now. Come on but, now. I mean the, the even the in the debate too. Like yeah. in the debate and that's the debate world is crazy because black people hold a special place in uh moral ground, right? That they can take when it comes to these certain debates that people are bringing up like um Bro, you ever seen the James Baldwin speech when he was in England? I, I got to send it to you. It's I probably didn't see it. it's amazing. He got another, and there's a debate between him and some white dude named Buckley, and like he tears the nigga to shreds. I mean, tears him to shreds with just logic and fact. Because white folk love to tote that they love they facts, love numbers, to, stats, they love analytics. to tote that, and they love to misconstrue the analytics and the statistics. So, um, viewers, if you didn't know. So, I mean, he mentioned it, but Logan's from Detroit. Um, I grew up in between Detroit and Louisville my entire life. I'm so, like, bro, you being here has, like, reignited that in me. I'm so happy that, um, ah, I'm so happy that it came back because, like, Detroit's different. Louisville's different. But same barrier, same gentrification, same, like, Violence to scale, Man, like this shit don't stop no matter what zip code it don't stop, in. bro. Yeah. It does not stop. You know what I mean? And like in Louisville, Newburgh is our area. Our Newburgh area is our East End area, and that is more like the East Side of Detroit, it's where it's, it's the it's the grimier part. It's the uh, hustlers. Yeah, that's where the hustlers. The big from. hustlers, you know, come from. I mean, ESTG like. Um, ECG from Louisville. Yeah, you oh, know okay. that. No, you know I don't be. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we search rap niggas. For yeah, real, yeah, of bro. course, of course, of course, of course, of course. But no, he's a Louisville nigga, bro. Him, okay. Jack, you know, him and Jack has really been making a lot of uh, noise in the city. And like I know the city Jack Carlo and um, 
And Bryson Tiller are from Bryce Tiller, too. Yep. Yeah, but that's a, pretty much all I know. Yeah. Oh no, you gotta you gotta listen to when you anyway. So that nigga, I mean, there's there's like heavy beef right now with his camp <laughs> and okay. uh, the West End where we are at. So I grew up. Like, my granny's house was in the Newburgh area, so whenever my mom, when whenever we didn't have an apartment, we would go back to Newburgh. And it's like, I gravitated to the West just because I want to live around black people. I can't. I don't want to deal with no housing uh, what, association or HO, whatever the fuck. You know, I ain't trying to do all of that. But um, what do you see? Actually, talk about something. I'm going to check this water. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Boy, it, it is. I can tell. I can tell you around the black folks and stuff. Oh, like, why? How? How? Because I'm like, it, it. It feel like it feel like I'm by, back down to Alabama around my folks. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just. Where's your mama's? Your people's? Birmingham. Oh, stop. Yeah. Ooh. So real quick, y'all. All right. Um, Logan is the son of my uncle, Wendy, Uncle Wendell, and Uncle Wendell is older than my dad. He's my he's my father's bigger brother, older brother. Um, so it's like, but again, Logan's the youngest of the first cousins. So your mother is from Birmingham, huh? Yeah. And is that where you grew up, like in between? Nah. Nah, I, all we, Detroit? We did visit so fucking often. But I, I love Birmingham. This is special. Uh, it does have a special place in my heart. But I'm a, I'm a Detroiter, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's written all over me. I can't help it to be a Detroit nigga. Top uh, five Detroit rappers. Uh. Top five Detroit rappers. Babyface Ray. Um, Payroll. Payroll Giovanni. Ice World Vezo. Eastside 80s. Ooh, we! I don't want to hold nobody. Man, the thing about Detroit music is we got so we got underground Detroit music and industry Detroit music, and like the industry Detroit artists, you got your Peasies, your Babyface Rays, Icewear Vezos, your Payrolls, like um, Cash Kids, like those. Those are so it's a, it's an industry Detroit and it's an underground Detroit. Oh, interesting. Okay. And that's and I like, I've I like always it. I like I've it. always okay. want to okay. talk about this. I yeah. Always okay. want please, to talk. Please about do. It. I like this. Detroit, for one, we have the best music taste Agreed. in the world. Detroit put the car put the world on wheels. Okay. And we introduced <laughs> oh my god introduce music. <laughs> that's real. All the that's all real. the music okay. you listen to comes yeah. from Detroit. Uh, it comes from. NFC. I don't care what nobody say. Can okay. nobody sway me different? Right. But we have this industry Detroit music. So mm-hmm. that's the side of babies. Yeah. The baby yeah, face yeah, yeah. rays. The peasies. Then you have um, then you have your underground Detroit music. So that's like the the baby face um, the baby face E. Even though he Flint. And shout, shout out to Flint, bro. Oh, the Flint shout guy. Shout out dude. to Flint, bro. Like, man, I've always had a love for Flint people and Flint music. Like, everybody that I meet from Flint, like, they're real cool, man. And okay. I don't, like, I don't have any, any contacts, any personal contacts with Flint, but just, like, the people that I've known from Flint has always been cool. Flint has real good music. 
and, and shout out to Flint, bro. Um, shout out to Flint. I so Flint. I really don't like I really don't like calling it Detroit music. Yeah. Michigan music. Michigan music. So I've been on that. I've been on that. Uh, the Michigan local, music. No, no, no. I've been on like uh, telling people in Kentucky because that's the that's the reason why Kentucky rapper or rap isn't in, or Kentucky rap isn't super mainstream or on the nation as a whole is because we don't have that camaraderie in that like the whole East Side can put on somebody like the whole East Side can get behind some one rapper and put him and shoot him into the national spotlight just nice. on just on support. Yeah. Louisville doesn't have that many people as the East Side, and then Lexington, and then you got Paducah, you got all the Bowling Green, you got all these little uh, Hoods. counties. Hood hollers is what they call them. Mm. It's, called, it's called hollers here. Okay, hollers, I but guess. well, hollers in Kentucky. It's hoods in Louisville, but in Kentucky as a whole. But like, so keep going though. Underground, so so Flint and everybody. So Michigan music out of Michigan music. The difference between the underground and the yeah, so like you had an underground artist, um, like the Prince Hefe, Ace Chinos, mm. like those are some. But it's all good music. Everybody has, everybody has their own style, their own taste. But I definitely say like um, top five: Peasy, yeah. Icewear Bezo, Payroll Giovanni, Babyface Ray, and uh, that's top five underground. No, it's top top out. Period for me. Period. Yeah. Period for me. Period. You could you could put in Eastside eighties. Okay. Eastside eighties, and people don't like to talk about Eastside eighties, but Eastside eighties, if he didn't get locked up, probably would have one of the best discographies of Detroit rap for sure. Eastside eighties for sure. They lucky he got locked up because he he definitely was yeah. Um, even people like Dex Osama. Dex Osama had a lot of upside. Like we have a lot of. We have a lot of artists, and uh, people don't understand. Like these, these artists don't come from. Like they be in the game, bro. Yeah. They, just be, they just be doing music on the side, like you know what I'm right, saying. Right, so yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. They, they still live live. So like, a lot of the camaraderie and us losing a, a lot of our artists to either gun violence or, um, play play your favorite, your favorite Detroit song right now. My favorite Detroit. song Yeah, right put now. put it put it right there. I need to go upstairs and grab something. Put it right there. Oh man, <laughs> that is a oh, that's a good one, man. That's a real good one. I gotta go on my phone. I gotta go on my phone. See, definitely. Hold on, cause Detroit music, we got. Okay, I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all. I really have to think about it. I got something for y'all. Like, I do four. So, 
Baby, let me leave me your mama say she fertile. New bird, bird, prince, see on my shoulder. I like him. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, put him on. I'm sorry. I, I gotta get I just hit a bad little John. I gotta shout out to my nigga, bro, cause like, I'm a cash kid. That's my, hey, that's my, that's that like, nigga, that's my, son. like, he's just funny, bro, and like, very, very creative, very like. He said, son, he said, my ex bitch told me she wants us to work. I told her, go job hunting. Bro, what? no, the nigga that's said, poetic. Bro, that's poetic. Poetic. He said, fuck, uh, Fuck something to only pack bitcoins on the phone with Amazon using my, my white man, man voice. voice. I love that, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like, what kind of imagery is that, bro? <laughs> what kind of imagery is that? That's perfect. Detroit rappers paint the best yeah, pictures, Yeah, and, and, and see, that's why I really think, because, bro, I'm that nigga when it comes to, like, and that's why, in bro. City, and, and I, that's I really, why, and I that's really credit it to me being from Detroit, because, like. We know how to shit talk. We know how to shit talk, bro. We stupid creative with our insults, like. We're 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 we stupid creative with our insults. It's it's a it's a it's a Cali swag, like it's a Cali speech pattern where it's like, boy, over here looking, you know. I mean, it's like it's a it's a it's a quick, and it's also just stinging and just yeah. hyper creative, bro. Our vernacular is absurd. It's, it's crazy. Bro. It's crazy. And, and we have an extensive vocabulary on God, bro. Yeah, on God. And you you you're not gonna confuse a Detroit nigga or try to talk talk to him. And make him like confused by using big words. He'll be like, "Oh boy, don't, don't, don't." We do this all the time to finesse niggas. You ain't, you ain't said nothing. Yeah. Man, I, I love my city, bro. It's like being in Detroit. Damn near, it's like I damn near feel like I'm a, a, a immune to the world being in Detroit, it's bro. It's real. I think if you don't have, if your community don't give you that type of confidence, bro, mm -hmm. I think it's it's definitely something wrong. Yeah. Your, your community should definitely give you that type of. You should feel so prideful. It's, it's it, you know. Do you find people leaving Detroit a lot? Because like I feel like you can make it in Detroit. You, you can gotta, you, you can you make it in like Detroit. Go, you ain't gotta move to L. A. or nothing like that. What you can make it de in Detroit for sure. That yeah. that's the thing. And a lot of people they make it in like if you notice, there's a lot of individuals in all fields aspects areas doing everything that's mm. from detroit and they're doing real big things that's because they have that detroit hustle yeah. you aka yes yeah, so speak on that, that bro yeah, speak on that real. that's real like that's real. real for real and it's because like we're we're bred different and we're completely we're, different bro and it's because we've been taught how to survive well, in detroit hey and, and i'm gonna tell y'all too there's a theory about um people that come from cold climates and people that come from warm climates Pe people that come from cold climates are um more gritty or time-based they're mm. time-based because time is so important in the cold if you you taking time somebody could freeze to death so quick about getting to the money quick mm. about like getting to where you need to be like it's very, cold as hell because it's cold because it's cold you feel <laughs> okay. me so you got to get i'm cold. trying to get to where i need to be fuck you talking about now in warmer climates it's a event based or it's, it's when you feel like it like they show up when they it, when warm climates you know something starts you show up when you want when especially when food is abundant you can just take your time. It don't even like. That's why they so chill. And that's why they so chill. You feel me? <laughs> chill. Pun intended. And Detroit's cold as fuck. It's so cold in the D. How the fuck are we supposed to keep peace? What's all on a nigga's mind? Hustling, trying to survive. Shout out to that girl. Shout out to that viral video in the fucking. That's before your time. And, that was um, that was when YouTube just got cracking. 
And the thing about Detroit, bro, Detroit is like fucking Gotham City, bro. But it's hey, the fu- it's the funniest that's, Gotham that's City ever. Like that's you know real. how to stay out the way and keep your your nose clean. Yeah. You would look at everything like, damn, it's crazy as hell out here, but funny crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like it, yeah. It's no, it's um, boy, I was on the west side at a bowling alley one time with my cousins and we some I was in the bathroom. We just niggas in there, bro. It was like eight niggas just in there, bro. I'm pissing and I can hear them talking about me. And I can hear them talking about like doing something to me. And then I can hear them say like like mocking that the idea of that. They like, man, I ain't never come back to Detroit again. Like that's what they gonna make me say. Zip my pants up and go ahead and dip out. But I'm like, funny crazy. Yeah. That's 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 crazy. That's crazy. You niggas are sitting there having a conversation about jumping me. And that and that's why we can that, make bro. it anywhere. That's because real. If that's you real. Put, I would have fought them niggas. Hey, we we gonna be scrapping. Yeah. I mean, pray, 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 pray. I don't die in the bowling alley. But God, you know, that's another thing I want to talk about the Newman line too, bro. You ever noticed that we are highly favored, bro? We are highly favored. Like the the the, I always say that like the God that my father serves is not gonna let him down. And if I'm in his prayers, that means he ain't gonna let me down. Like the way our family is kind of anointed, you know, we we're, we're magical. I think that we're magical. I think that we come from like uh Brandon got his uh DNA test, his his 23 and me. You ever did one? No. So Brandon did one and he, we are uh like 60 something percent Igbo from really? from Nigerian. So that's 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 Grandma really? Mildred. That's Grandma Mildred. All right? That's that's Uncle Wendy's mother. All right? Grandma Mildred was a dark skin um heavy set. She was a cook for the governor of Michigan. So right. she was, so they were like they were good they were like amongst the black people they were well off, um, so the, yeah man so I think that we I think that we just got some we we got we got some you know wow that makes total sense it makes sense now right yeah it brings a lot of clarity to why we're just everybody doing something man I was um I reached out to I got what's the name um Eccles Kendall yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kendall Kennedy. Yeah, I was like, man, y'all are dope. Yeah, <laughs> like, they y'all are dope, yeah, bro. Yeah, they like, are. y'all are so dope, bro. Yeah, they are. I'm like, bro, it's like, what can't we do, bro? Come on now. I mean, it's really, and then, so what can't we do? What we need to do, and like, what we need to do is get that thing we were talking about together, like that, that summit or that like family reunion slash like business meeting like we're coming together we're about to talk about see i want to call it, it gotta but be i want to call though. it it do got to be business us. meeting got to be up like our lineage yeah yeah like yeah oh of course of I course can't, of course man i for the longest bro like that shit really hurt me when i found out i couldn't save like my parents and my elders mm. you feel me like the only way i could save them is by basically providing yeah you feel me like yeah. i can't I can't, it's hard for me to educate, um, case in point, this is a wild example, hard for me to educate, like, my father about making um, healthier eater, eating decisions. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I have to actually do the shit. So, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I took my dad to speech therapy. Yeah. I'm like, let me go. I went to Beyond, got a bowl and a smoothie for him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I got to do the shit. So, like, I, I definitely understand, but, like, with us, we have our we have our own wherewithal. Yeah. Yeah, so like, uh, and, and, like, and bless, bro. Um, you know, and we ain't got to dwell on it at all. But is Uncle Wendy okay? Yeah, he's doing real good. He doing, he's doing extremely good. If y'all don't know, my uncle Wendell had a stroke. Um, and bro, when I tell you, I was shook. I was shook, bro. And, mm. 
but he's doing good. I called him because my dad said I should call him because like um, the speech helps, like him talking to people yeah, helps him like definitely. try to, you know what I mean. So I called him. We was chatting. We was wrapping up. And boy, let me tell you something. It's so interesting, bro. What was my dad like? What was my the the image of my dad from your dad? You know what I mean? Like what what was the? What do you mean? Like growing up. Oh. What was Uncle Lance like okay. growing up? He was this. He was that guy. You know, I don't really know for certain. Hmm. However, I can tell, <laughs> I can tell what type of nigga he was <laughs> based off the conversation I had with him about my dad when it happened. I'm like, oh, you do little brother type shit. Like you joke around, play around. Like the nigga was joking and laughed about it because like. And re the reason me and Uncle Lance so cool is because we all we both baby brothers. Like we interesting, yeah. Interesting. So like that's why because we both got that. I'm the baby, he the baby. Yeah. So it's like we got yeah. that um, that lineage. Interesting. Um. So like he, him joking like I'm I'm not even taking this nigga serious because yeah, I'm like right. I do the same fucking shit. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I would do the same. It ain't shit for me to joke about something serious. Interesting. Bro. Like I be having to, I have to find a humor. You really have to find the humor. I guess that's everything. why we grew up so funny because, like, my dad was definitely funny, bro. That nigga was hilarious. And, see, but that's the problem. He used to. <laughs> see, that should to, be the, that should do yeah, that'd be, like, the, that'd be the issue. would be like, because Uncle Wendy would be the expense. Uncle yeah. Wendy would be, the, would be the expense of the joke. And I'd be like, and, like, because, bro, one time we were at, like, some construction thing. I think we were helping Uncle Wendy, like, clean out a house or something like that. <laughs> And Uncle Wendy wrote, <laughs> Uncle Wendy wrote on a on a on a wall. This nigga know said, it's the, "You know what story I'm talking about?" No, I don't. Bro. Oh, okay, I just, okay, I okay. Just feel it, bro. This nigga said it was some tape. This nigga said, "Yeah, Dangerous Cop Away." And my dad started busting out laughing. He said, "Dangerous Keep Away." <laughs> Dangerous Cop Away. That's what Uncle Wendy said. Bro, we died. We was crying when he wrote one thing. Bro, it was it was misspelled. So like, he was always the butt of a joke, right? But I get older and I talk to Uncle Wendy. Bro, that nigga's third eye is wide open. Bro. Yeah, that nigga knows the universe, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, like understands the 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 materials. He's an alchemist, bro. He knows how to that, change, damn, change something into gold, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like. My, my dad put that down, I feel like, because he didn't see value in it. But, like, Uncle Wendy is smart as fuck, bro. Like, it don't matter if he can spell a word right or read a word right. That nigga can put together and a washing machine from three sticks. And I don't blame him for being as introverted as he does with his family. Mm. So you think and, it's all and, 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 that's and, and that's the reason. That's and, we're, and we are the byproduct that's real. Oh my God. We are the byproduct because y'all two niggas cracking on each other. So let me keep my kids away from him. Bro, that's crazy, bro. Damn. That's crazy. Like, nigga, I just want to see my cousin. I just want to see my cousin, bro. Like, what? You know how many Thanksgivings of smoking we missed out on? <laughs> Dog. Dog. Or, 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 like, family you know, arguments. Christmases. Conversations. We would have killed, ate, ate them alive. Aunt Vanessa, everybody, like, they all have their hangups, right? Like, I love Aunt Vanessa. You can't tell her nothing. 
It's just one of those things about it. It's like everybody got they got they thing, and it's like it has hindered. It's uh, generational curses. Yeah, it's generational curses, bro. Interesting. You're not responsible for the trauma, but you're responsible for how you heal and react Come on to now. the trauma. Come on now. You're definitely responsible. What, 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 so what brought you to that? I was, shit, I got a lot of childhood trauma. And I didn't realize it because I was like, shit, this is fucking life. Mm, you know? You thought it was normal. Yeah, I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is being a black man, bro. Mm. I'm like, this was like, I'm like, bro, be a man. Like, I've been, you know what I'm saying? Be a man. Literally and figuratively. Mm. Yeah, like, I was like, I was being told, like, be a man. So I'm like, then I, I really, I fully realized I had childhood trauma until I got to college and mm. I wasn't around my family. Mm. It was just me. And it was just like, I could see how I just like bled into all the other relationships that I was having. You feel me? And like, I had to take a break. You know, and the pandemic really did it for me. I think the pandemic probably was like one of the biggest blessings of my life mm. because I was able, unlike a lot of individuals, I sat down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I sat the fuck down. Right. It was, like, with myself. <laughs> like, bro, like, I was, like, abstinent for, like, 120 Ooh. days. Like, I, I couldn't do shit. Yeah, yeah, the first, right, right, My right, mother right, caught right. COVID. My mother, like, had COVID. She had it bad. And, like, yeah, like, we had to nurse her back to life type shit. Like, for real. Oh God, and this was God. near her birth. This was, like, a week before her birthday. The week before COVID happened, she had came back home from a cruise. Got sick, like, a week after and then the week after that, the world shut down. Oh so, God. like, my whole first 30 days of COVID was sit down. I was going to go. I was only time I was leaving was to go find a way to work out, play basketball, mm -hmm. or go get some weed or groceries. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, saying, like, shit, we was going to smoke for sure. Like, I'm not about to sit around this bitch sober all, right, right, all summer. Right, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right, right. It, wasn't, it wasn't until it started getting hot. Not warm, but hot. It yeah. was like to the summertime to niggas start popping out. And even at that time, bro, like shit was wasn't viable enough for us to really do anything. You're right, so, right. You can't like, go I was, anywhere. I was talking to nobody. I was just like, so I, I found peace and I found silence. But I like, it took me being alone to like figure out what childhood trauma I was really going through. How did I work that out? Like Man. how far I've come. Man, and like bro, you. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like I'm. I'm human. Like I'm just like everybody else. Come on. Like I'm come on. Like I'm just like everybody else, bro. And like if people when people see me, bro, let me tell you something, bro. Like this some real shit. Okay, talk to me. I think from the outside perspective cuz we were talking about that. Yeah. Um I think it might have been it was us last night how how we look different, how we think we look. Yeah. Versus like what right, we, right, right, what right, right. Really well, I was talking like, about, I was talking about my hair. Yeah, me cutting my hair, and I'm like, um, we was talking. I think me and Dom was talking. Oh, about you and Dom was talking film. about it. My yeah, fault. we was okay. talking about. We we had the same conversation. Okay, we okay, was talking okay. about watching film. But I was like, yeah, when I watch film, like when I be in the game, I think I look like this. But when I see the film, I be like, I do not look like how I think. And that even that had made me play different. You know what I'm mm. saying? So that's the same same thing, which is like sitting down. Like you think it's a certain way. But it's really something different. So like my life, bro, like bro, I it look like I'm good though. Yeah. It really look like I'm good. But I have 
I got shit just like everybody else, bro. Yeah. And it ain't like I like I just put on this masquerade. It's just that I choose, I make an active decision just to be happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Come on like now. you just have Come to make now. a decision just to be happy, bro. Come on now. And 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 you're giving that decision constantly throughout constantly. the day, throughout life. Like there's tons of situations where you can either like really fold. You can you can have this shit fold you. Or you can see that, hey, you know, lesson learned or see the positive in it. I think I've been so successful, bro, because I I really get excited from failure, bro. Like, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll take my rejection letters that I get from grants and stuff like that I wrote to, and I'll put it, I got a rejection folder, and I get so hyped making that motherfucker feel, bro. The more I feel that bitch, I got a, I got a rejection folder and an acceptance folder. The, re- the acceptance folder has, like, three to four, like, letters in it like acceptance letters the rejection one has at least like 20 to like 25 you don't want you don't want all that acceptance though right well not only do i not want the acceptance yeah the rejection is the less that's that's the work bro that's the that's the experience that's the that's the the part of life bro that's the part that we i don't i don't want nothing around my life to be too perfect Mm. I want everything to. Talking about so, what you a sufferer? You 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 think you need to suffer for to gain something? I don't think I need to suffer. I honestly, to be honest, I've had a plethora of arguments, okay, with different individuals about why life shouldn't be hard, right? And, <laughs> and like just that simple shit, like everybody be like, you know, life is hard. Woo-woo. I'm like, you know, life really not supposed to be hard. Mm. Like, we were, we are peacekeepers. Like, we were Come put on. here to keep peace Come and, and solace, you Come feel on. me? And just, like, everybody to vibe on a high frequency. Yeah. Like, we're... Reflect light. Like, yeah. You know, we're literally energy. Literally. And literally. So, like, we're, we are not... And we attract the energy that, that, that we become. Because, like, you have to be a force of something... That is another people like people have a purpose and you can either build or destroy. That's a five percenter uh, saying, but you can either build or destroy. And you can definitely there's plenty of energy out here to be part of the destructive energy. Like yeah. you, you it's, it's very easy to get into that. But to be a part of the creation or the building is so much more difficult. But it speaks to the debate. It speaks to like finding different conflict resolutions. It speaks to like speaking to I was talking to a friend and talking to her about like nonprofits like it's really on some humanity shit like it's on some like man all my fucking people that get into we just trying to be good people that's it bro like we literally trying to do be good people and do good shit like everybody I could I could say 99% not all but 99% nonprofits are not yeah uh 99 we'll do 99 yeah, there's because there's definitely a one percent. Yeah, so there's a one percent who just in it just because. But but most of the time, especially people that like are getting into the work, man, they are really they. Chances are they came from something, and they're trying to fix it. Like they're trying to be an agent of change so it doesn't happen to somebody else in their life. I feel like that's all my career has been. Really, is just like, bro, I teach in schools because there was no dope poet dude coming to people's coming to my class and being like, hey man. What you got in that notebook? Hey, bro, that's fire right there. I, you should do more of that. Like, no, I think even, you, should, you know, even just from the surface of like, bro, seeing a young black man who Come like on. damn near like you, you look like you twenty. Bro, yeah, bro, people. Yeah, yeah people. Like, people give me twenty five all the time. 
Oh man, that's so dope. We out here in nature, you here. I feel like that's the only way and the best way to do a podcast, to be out here in nature. Man, I love it here. I might have to come back down here a little bit more often, man. See if we get another game scheduled down here. But shout out shout out to the team we played today, too, man. Even though they... We lost, but it's okay. It's a lesson. But definitely got to give respect to where respect is due. Shout out to that team. They play hard. We all play hard. And uh, just got to get back to it. That's the thing about being a basketball player, bro. That shit is. Sometimes that shit can be dreadful, bro. That shit really be dreadful. Every day it's a process. Trying to get better every single day. Trying to win every single time. Every single time trying to win. Like, that's the expectation of sports is to win. Like, it's such a high expectation. Such a high expectation. Oh, this is dope. <clears throat> Who would have knew I would have come down here and record a podcast? Mm. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, man. It's just crazy. Um, Well, good shit. Or not good shit. What were you talking about? No, I don't know. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, that's so funny. Have you not done a podcast before? I've done one. I've done a couple podcasts. Yeah. Um, what was they? What was, I had my own podcast at one time. Oh, did you? Man, I had my own podcast, bro. We was about to go so crazy. But let me tell you something. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with the niggas of my city. <laughs> and the reason why I have a love-hate relationship with the niggas of my city is because Detroit has some of the most immaculate talent, bro. Mm. Our talent is through the roof. We can do, create, cultivate, mm. mitigate, manipulate, mm. anything, bro. <laughs> you feel me? Like, we have the power to do all that. Mm. But our professionalism, the way we handle Ooh. logistics, the way Ooh. we handle systems, the way we Ooh. make sure our, our shit is in order, Ooh. be so subpar. Is that a Detroit problem or is that that's a... No, that's a Detroit problem, bro. Okay. That, okay. It's, it's a nigga problem, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to say, you know, it's, but it's, I feel like it feels like it's, it's a predominantly... It, everybody's a uh, product of their environment some way, shape, or form. Right. And I think by us being in this um, crabs in a bucket society, yeah. I call. I was talking to Don about it last uh, last night. I'm like, Detroit has what I call a main character syndrome. Mm. Everybody want to be the main character. Mm. Everybody want to be like. So like, I started my own podcast, and um, it was called Crash of Boards, which I'm, I'm I'm definitely bringing back with the help of a lot of. Um, new, like a, yeah, it's, it's it's a basketball podcast and um, but it's a it's like barbershop talk, like yeah. so you know what I'm saying like I'm a whole professional athlete, but this is probably the most vulnerable I get on a public platform, right, and it's course. only because we family, right, right, right. I like, agree. I've, yeah, I've, right. I have been speaking since 2018, bro, and I didn't even realize it. Like public yeah. speaking events coming to like my old high school college advisor just sent me a video of me coming back a year my sec after my second year of college to speak to a group of kids a group of seniors and uh, <clears throat> so like I've been doing speaking engagements and I've been doing podcasts and radio and yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that. And commercials and shit like that. You yeah. feel me? I was thinking about being a model for Colgate. Once I got my braces taken off, I was like, man. I'm like, everybody say my, my teeth amazing. But, like, even just, like, being in that space. But, like, this is the most vulnerable I will ever get on mm. a public platform. Mm. Ever. It's, I mean, uh, first of all, don't give up your Colgate hopes, you know. Oh, I think sure. I think that we got it. We 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 got whatever we want to manifest. But also the um, like, the basketball or the um, so like hitting the boards and you wanted it to be. Well, I'm sorry. What was the name? It was it was crashing boards. Crashing so boards. Crashing boards. Crashing boards. We actually I recorded a couple episodes mm. like, and um, this is back in 2018. No, 19. This is 2019. Like I actually had a co-host. We had a couple episodes recorded. And this was back when Essential Water was stuck, uh, like right before they made the jump. Uh. So I remember literally one day, I had we had we had booked the podcast and I couldn't make it because I had to. Ju- and this is the story of my life: dropping everything to help a damsel in distress. Not damsel as in like somebody I'm talking to. But okay. Like damsel okay. as in like somebody in my close circle, somebody I care about need me to basically like do some shit yeah. that they don't feel like doing or can't do themselves mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like I have to like a lot of times I find myself trying to like navigate my schedule around the shit I gotta do for other people yeah you feel me so that's when that that first started happening in my life and I literally lost a partnership with Essential Water off a podcast I did two episodes on because I wasn't able to make the podcast, and you know, it, it was it was definitely due to um, I'm not even gonna say personal reasons. Like I had to help my sister out with some shit. Yeah. And um, basically, like that, the time I thought I was gonna be on schedule, I wasn't, and the time just bled and bled and bled. So I just chalked it up as a hell. Yeah. I mean, and it's I, a, and you know, all things in their time, bro. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean? All for things sure. in their time, and you know, it's made you available for so much more. <coughs> Who knows yeah. what 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 that would have locked you into, but also, hey man, podcasts and all types of stuff. It's like it's like, like this is, this is makeshift, bro. I think people be thinking too much about their podcast for real, for real. Like, just do that shit. Yeah, uh, you know for what real. I mean. I, so you so the reason why yours broke down is because you had like people used depending on or it was just like no it, it was that situation it was okay. like my um my co-host was he was unavailable because he's like his career was starting to take off uh he's in the medical field so you oh, already okay, know okay, okay, they okay. either going to school 60 hours a week or working 60 yeah, hours a week yeah yeah ain't got no yeah, time so for no podcast like, uh, so i understand it's so funny i know two doctors uh shout out to the craddocks craddocks uh y'all need to get back to y'all podcast it's a couple i know oh the homegirl we hoop with Bree. Word. Bree and her husband, they do a, they have a podcast, but they both, they both, well, she's about to be a doctor, and now he's, I mean, assistant to some president, so it's like, and not, a, let me not belittle you, Doug, you got a big boy title, and nigga might as well be the president, but, um, of U of L, but, um, it's like, you can't, it is one of those things you gotta make time for. Yeah, it is. But and I, I'm I'm definitely happy being a person that show up on other people's shit. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and everybody podcast has like their different tastes, 
target audience demographic things mm-hmm. of that nature it's like i come and i add my different because i feel like I, I can never fit in anywhere like yeah. people don't even understand like i'm a a, a hood east side nigga yeah but i watch anime yeah like people don't even know like gotta have duality yeah you feel me like it's it's so much balance bro like nigga i didn't see i'm still a mama's boy type mm. shit like you know what i'm saying just even like even like having trying to understand like it's a balance everywhere bro mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe i don't have my own podcast but since then i've been on one after another after mm-hmm. another after mm-hmm. another and i just haven't even been looking twice at it yeah you feel me? yeah i always think of podcasts as um time capsules yeah we, we was talking about we that, talking about that right? that's really interesting because Tom, a lot of the shit that we do on social media and like that we put out here on this internet space that's yep. never, never going, going anywhere, never. bro. It's like people don't understand how valuable this shit yep. is, bro. Yep. Like, nigga, bro. I mean, if, imagine, if, if, go. Imagine Marcus Garvey in one seat and you got Fred Hampton in the next seat with a microphone in it and that shit was on a laptop somewhere, bro. I mean, they didn't live in the same time period. But, but still, I get what you're saying. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like two definitely. prominent figures. Like to see Du Bois and Garvey like speaking to each other or debating on a at podcast, the same time, that'd be fucking crazy. Or just having one of them, con- one of them raw conversations that'd behind be a closed door and that shit. Like this is some time capsule shit. What are you gonna tell? Tell the future something. Um, or tell the yeah, tell the future something. Tell the future, fu- future me, or just the future. Future you, future kids, future wife, future. He had to include a wife. <laughs> Cause you know, okay, I know kids when I know white. Um, I'm gonna, I will tell the future me if Logan from the future is listening to this. I'm telling the future me that. Um, first, you're doing a good job. No matter what you're doing, you're doing a great job. I'm telling the future me that you're doing an awesome job. I don't care if you're in jail selling dope. You know, hopefully not. Come on, come on, but right, I'm saying right. you're you're doing a good job. And that's you have value. Mm. Um, I'm telling my future kids that you have value. Don't listen to me all the time. Mm. Don't listen to dad all the time. Don't listen to nobody else all the time. Trust, trust, nigga. That's gonna bite you in the ass so bad. Keep talking. Keep going. No, nah, but I want my kids. Pull that I want my kids up. to trust Look, God. Daddy. Okay, okay, okay. I want my kids to trust God before they trust anything else. I like that. I want them to listen to God before they listen to anything else. Like I know I'm your father. Yeah, but I serve somebody yeah you feel me like yeah. i serve somebody so like and you serve somebody and you got to talk to you got to have your conversation with with that person and be like or that entity and be like you know what is your purpose on this earth i can't give you that and i'm gonna try to i think that's what i'll be thinking about when i'm talking to my kids or thinking about my kids like i definitely i want to support whatever their heart is leading them to you know what mm-hmm. i mean i want to support whatever it is I don't want to put them in something and force them to do it just because I'm fulfilling some thing inside of myself that I want to, like, I don't know, complete. Um, let's take this like, inside. Okay. All right. Uh, grab the cups for me. Yeah, I, I have yeah, yeah, help me. Yeah, help me, help me. What was you about to say? You don't use cane sugar? Cane sugar? Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, no, yes, no. Will you add it? No. I already put regular sugar in your shit, so it is what it is, brother. My fault. Nah, you good. I'm just asking. You got some Splendor? Ah, uh, nah, brother. I don't put. I don't. I don't. I don't intake that white man's 
that white man, I mean, sugar is definitely bad for you. Something the brother said, she, I got a reason to be in Kentucky, bro. I got a reason to be in Louisville. Bro, I hit you up before I even told my mama I was going down there. That's so funny. I'm like, let me just check in. He sent me the, the address. It's so crazy, y'all. He was playing, he was playing in Portland around the corner. So he sent me the address. I said, oh, he's, he's really playing here, here. So. It's perfect. So I appreciate you. In my hood, man. No, (laughs) seriously, like in the hood. Um, We're going to talk about that game off the podcast. It was cheating, y'all, bro. That was crazy. I ain't never seen no shit like that. Like the amount of travel calls, bro. Y'all had six travel calls in under five minutes. I was like, we literally talked about it. I was like, but check this out, though. This is the perspective I want people to really understand about athletes. We can never do enough. You can never do enough, bro. Mm. The expectation is to win every single time. So that's like, see, in different areas of your life, you're allowed grace and leeway to lose and fail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like with basketball and athletics, it's just like, Damn near like really no room for error. Like even in our in our huddle, coach was like, you know we're gonna have to play a perfect game, right? Mm-hmm. So everything we're gonna have to do is have to the detail to the finite yeah. point of yeah. you know what I'm saying to perfection. Yeah. And that's just the, the unfortunate, fortunate circumstance of being an athlete because now I wanna win in life. Yeah. You feel me? So like I got that same hunger to win in life than I do on and off the court. So nice. that's ups and downs. Okay. Right on. Good shit. No, appreciate it, bro. Good shit. Appreciate Good it. Shit. I was glad. I'm happy I, I got to see you. I was like, interesting. And I've hooped with a lot of them niggas around town, just pick up games and stuff. So it was it was interesting to see them niggas hoop. Um, Shout out to number one. I don't know whoever the fuck he was. He gave us 42. I was like, fuck. That nigga was hooping, bro. You got to give respect where respect is due, bro. Like, that's a... And y'all, please understand that the guy he's talking about was got to be maybe five seven, five eight. No, he was like he was like six foot. So hold on, number one was the little. He looked no, like a no, small Rajon Rondo. Not, not him. The other oh. one that was just who's the other one? The one he was. Oh, like, I know yeah. who you're talking about. He yeah. had like the he had like the baby locks. Yes, bro. He was that like nigga, six foot six. He was really. Yeah, like I know baby. who you're talking about. He was. He was. Yeah, he was doing oh, his thing. He was doing his thing. Shout out to Don. The, the young nigga Don was getting off. Yeah. He was getting off. He, he caught a body. He <laughs> caught a, oh my God. <laughs> I was this like. This nigga Don. Hey, y'all, so Logan brought his homie, his teammate, his homie Don, and this nigga. Both of these niggas is like six plus. What, what are you, 6'5"? Six 6'4"? Six 6'8". You 6'8"? Six 6'7", eight? Six 6'8". Six eight. Six eight. With shoes on, I'm 6'8", but 6'7", bro. I'm going to say I'm 6'7". Six 6'7", seven. Six seven, I don't know. Niggas over six feet be talking about their height, and I, I can't. I ain't got no measuring stick, but he's definitely – very few, more than uh, five inches taller than me, and then Don Don is the same. He's well, he got to be like five three or five four four no, five he five like six five six five. That's what I meant to say six five. Um, this nigga Don fucking dunked on a nigga so terribly. I'm talking baseline, <laughs> like One like point. three point three pointer pump fake, strong to the hole. I'm up here. You think like I'm gonna lay? No. Nah. Hmm. And he clomped all Ooh. over the nigga back and they ain't called a foul. I was like, bro. Bro, the, the refs like, were really cheating y'all, bro. I really can't get over, like, the amount of calls y'all was getting just did not make sense. And it was the only reason that kept y'all out the game. Plain and simple. But anyway, 
Um, thank you all so much for tuning into episode 60. I told y'all I'm coming at you. I told you I got guests coming on. Um, I got two more guests uh, set up for next week. So y'all just, or for the next couple weeks. So y'all keep sticking with us. Um, Brandon may pop his ass in on one of these. We'll see. Um, but until next time, uh, bye-bye. Thank you.